All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode number 20 of the Kill Your Internet podcast. With you, as always, is your boy, Colin. And today, we brought it back for the big one. We got the motherfucking gear car in the building. Let's go. If you're not familiar, <laughs> if you're not familiar, that's Ken and that's Eric. We are the gear car. I'm so excited to be here, boys. I love you guys so much. I don't know if quarantine's making me rise it, but I love you guys. Dude, shut the fuck up. I know, dog. I know. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. I love you too, man. Dude, 20 episodes. Always a good feeling to reach out on this podcast because most podcasts don't get, pa- get past one. So this is baller as fuck. I'm feeling We're it. 20 times better than the average podcast. Damn right. Just uh, that. Yeah, dude. And I'm ready for a killer episode. We got Scarlett Hernandez from Rec Philly on here today. Our interview. Super long interview. This is going to be long, too. This is just a jumbo episode. It's 20. We're celebrating. Um, Ooh, that reminds me of something. What? I had uh, this one time. I don't know if my dad got eggs from the market or something, <laughs> but we had three cartons of eggs, and one was labeled large, one was labeled jumbo, and one was labeled like XXL or something. <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck is the like microscopic difference between these like eggs?" Man, you, did you smoke before this? No, I just thought of that because it was deep funny. As fuck. <laughs> Guys, can I can I get emotionally vulnerable with you for a second? Mm, yeah. Go for it. I was drinking tequila, and I don't know. Oh, I was feeling oh. weird. I was feeling weird today. I was feeling useless. Like we're between like when we were fucking like like finishing the record. And now we're waiting for it to come back, and then we don't have photo shoots till next week. And I got nothing nothing to do right now other than fucking work on music. And I had nothing to work on today, and I was fucking pissed. And then. I don't know what happened. Yeah, you're like, a psychopath, dude. Oh no, definitely. I'm definitely a fucking psychopath. We know that. Um but I'm still in the podcast. And then I just got really <laughs> excited for everything coming up. So I'm feeling good. Fucking how are you guys today? Uh, go ahead, Ken. I'll go. I'm, good. Uh, okay. I'm uh <laughs> shoot me. Tired. I hate carpet. We all do. I you mean need to, you need to convince the government the hardwood is cooler. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would, I, my, we would be having a funeral for both of my ACLs really soon if it was all hardwood. <laughs> uh, General Mattis. Send them off down the river and shoot a flaming arrow into them. General Mattis, I just wanted to say that like, I think this carpet's cute, but that hardwood <laughs> is to die for. <laughs> yeah. The uh, cherry oak finish. Yeah, I mean, that's just what it's going to be. Um, like I said, we got Scarlet coming up. We got a lot to talk about today. Boys, we were talking about on the last episode, baseball's officially fucking back. I'm pumped. I don't care if you are or not. I'm fucking excited. I mean, who doesn't love baseball in the summer? Everyone. God damn right. Eric don't care. Eric don't care at all. I don't give a shit, dude. I know, but you're excited <laughs> for hockey, so fuck you. Yeah, uh, no, it's gonna be cool. I'll bro, I'm it. hoping that it comes back because now all these NBA t- players are tested positive. Uh, all yeah. these fucking Avery gonna... Bradley was like, "Nah, dude, I'm not playing." Avery Bradley <laughs> respect <laughs> the shit out of that. Avery Bradley's kid has like a an autoimmune disease, so he's like, "I'm out." Oh well, then yeah, fuck. Which sucks for him because God, he man. he has a good chance to win a championship, but you know, your kid comes first, obviously. Um, but dude, on top of that, I'm just. I'm fucking pumped. Like this, this feels good to be 20 in and still like fucking kicking it up, dude. I feel, I feel still good. drinking tequila. Yeah, tequila's <laughs> O'Neal's is nice, dude. I love some tequila's O'Neal's. Um, other than that, I mean, in the new, I don't know. It's all the fucking same. Every day feels the same. We're in quarantine mode. Um, a- a- anything? I don't know. Fucking throw it out there. Let's let's talk, boys. It's the 20th episode. Let's ball a little bit. Eric, anything interesting happen to you today? Um, 
Did anything? Uh, we're really giving the people an interesting look into our lives. Like <laughs> we're over here. I mean, like, my life isn't interesting right now. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I, 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 will... I ripped the carpet out of two houses on McGuire Air Force Base today. Baller. I will say though this this is really cool because it's giving people a view into what we actually are like. Like we're not. It's not like fucking black and white photos where we're like staring like Zoolander. Like this is like us. This is who we are. We're kind of bros. Erica is. Erica's a football guy. We all Erica's a football guy. Erica's yeah. a yeah, football guy. Erica's a G. Um, she might be the biggest football guy in the fucking group. Erica, our shit. I love Erica, dude. I just wish that Erica right. was here right now. Other than that, <laughs> <laughs> just don't get her. Yeah, you know, just you know, don't prop her up too much. Keep her humble. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe quarantine is making me more appreciative of everybody, and and uh, I don't know. I'm I'm just. I'm, I was bummed earlier. Now I'm really happy, drunk. So. I'm drunk with tequila. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm sorry. I'm just fucking with you. Um, <laughs> let's go into segments where the wheels fall off here. Uh, we're going to start with Agreed. the wildest shit that we've seen on the internet. Uh, I, there's only two. This is going to take a long fucking time. Uh, yeah. The first one I thought would pertain to Ken. So I'm on Twitter before this. and I look at the trending topics. And the, tre- the, the number two trending topic was hashtag the challenge 35. There has been 35 MTV real world challenges. Yeah. Um, Segue That's off fucking that. insane. I just watched. <laughs> I just watched the new episode, so you know it ended at nine thirty. So that's when I was getting Bro, out. Is fucking. <laughs> that's how you can fucking that's like <laughs> Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Oh shit! Is it still like CT and Wes and all them? Like CT, Johnny Bananas. Um, Dude, they have to be Wes. like fifty at this point, bro. They're in their mid to late thirties, probably. I mean, it's still entertaining. I sell TJ Lavin still hosting. So TJ Lavin's alive. I'm really proud of him. That's why he didn't overdose on Mountain Dew. Dude, it's so funny too because what I've been doing during quarantine, there's this Watch TV the TV app called Pluto TV, and they yeah. have a challenge channel and they just oh show God. the challenge dude i used to love 7. the challenge when we were younger and just being like holy shit these people are like they're so cool they're just being the-. and then it's like oh my god there's people who are on the real world who are like <laughs> oh it's, it's so entertaining it's the just- deception that's the first reality <laughs> tv i got into i think i fucking love the challenge bro it's great that was around when we were when we were kids bro it's been on 35 fucking seasons yeah it was around when we were kids i think it oh, started shit, by yeah, like 2000 2001 Dude, that's wild, bro. Bro, do you ever watch? Have you watched the show Queer Eye at all? The one on Netflix, the reboot version. First off, great nah. show. And the last season was in Philadelphia. Married guy. Um. Oh, dude. Yeah, that is like you know I'm into the Bravo scene too. Like I, I watch it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I watched my parents will be watching uh like Hawaii House Hunters. I was oh, gonna nice. watch that shit. See, I don't have any problem admitting like what you would consider guilty pleasure TV because I just love it all. Um, but oh, yeah. fuck, so the dude Karamo on it, he's the guy who is like the lifestyle coach. And I was like, I know this dude from somewhere. He he's on the real world. He yeah. was on the real world Philadelphia. Philly. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I knew I knew Karamo. Yo, he's the man. Um, yeah, as soon as you said his name, I was like, oh shit. Yeah. So let's get Only into our name that. <laughs> let's get into our big conversation for what the wildest shit we've seen on the internet. I sent it in the group chat. I got super hyped about this list. Eric, you're probably gonna fight me on this. It's the HBO top shows list that Rotten Tomatoes put out. It is I couldn't most, even read that, dude. It is the most gar- tiny bracket. You can zoom up. Yeah. Right? It wasn't blurry, clear yeah. when you zoom up. It, it, it's like two pixels. Okay, so let me, put it, let me put it this way. the H- Rotten Tomatoes put out a list. It's like 64 of, the, of HBO shows. And the, yeah. I'm just going to list the final four to start. This is what I'm going to hype about. No, 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 no. Do, uh, 
I'm not going to go through the round of 16. Do the 16. All right. 16. Sweet 16. Let's go. Was, Come on. Let's dig in. Was Game of Thrones, Euphoria, which was the show with Z- uh, uh, Zendaya. Game that of was Thrones. Just, doesn't matter. Uh, and then uh, Watchmen, Sex in the City, uh, Chernobyl, The Sopranos, True Detective, Sopranos. and Silicon Valley, right? And then on the other side, it was Veep, Westworld, uh, Kirby Enthusiasm, uh, Succession, Curb. Barry, Band of Brothers, Eastbound and Down in the Wire. Now, Ooh, I want to say something. Some heavyweights. I, it's HBO, dude. What the fuck you, you, when you, I'm talking about in, in terms it's, of HBO. Let, it's let not me, TV, Eric. It's HBO. It's HBO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you a question. When you see oh. when you see the screen come up and, yep, you, and you see HBO come up and you're like, oh. what's the first show you think of? Game of Thrones. I think of Entourage. Same. I just oh my god! I can't believe it. Because then I think of like Actually, I, can. I, I see the feet walking towards the car and I hear and Entourage lost in the first round. Travesty. Who does? Wow. That's a trash list. Well, first of all, they put it like up, the round of sixty-four. Yeah, they put it up against Sex in the City, which is like the they've always said Ooh. it's like the male and female counterpart of each it other. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but it's sure. Entourage. You can't have Entourage. First off, your show and the bro coming at me right now. My dog's name is Vincent Chase. Like you can't have Entourage <laughs> losing the first fucking round. It just doesn't make sense to me. But all right, so I'll digress. I'll get past my own personal thing. Like when we go Thank down to the we go down the Elite Eight. Game of Thrones beat Euphoria, which it should have. Yep. Uh, Watchmen beat Sex in the City. Watchmen was one season. It was cool. Right. Yeah, yeah. But like, it shouldn't even be in the Sweet 16 if you ask me. Chernobyl yeah, awesome. beat The Sopranos. Not that's, the, that's a travesty. Bro. That's a violation. A that's a huge violation. You got three of the biggest TV guys on this podcast saying that that's a travesty. Now, Ch- Chernobyl, from what I've heard, I didn't get into it, but I heard it's amazing, but it's one season. And you're talking about the show that basically redefined TV and brought it into the golden age. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Sopranos is one Wasn't of Wasn't Chernobyl greatest. kind of just like a mini doc? It was, yeah, it was like a mini series. Mini series. Right, yeah. Okay, so let me keep going here. Uh, True Detective beat Silicon Valley. Yeah. Now, I will say I love Silicon Valley, but season one of True Detective is the best season of television of all time, in my opinion. Ooh. In my opinion, Matthew we McConaughey, Woody Harrelson, bro, it's so fucking it's good. Office season two. Nah, different different categories, different categories. They're they're not. It's not the same. You're talking drama versus comedy. I can get into the office yeah, conversation. and there's a clear winner. <laughs> okay, so we go to the other side. The Wire beats Eastbound and Down. I love Eastbound yeah. and Down, but The Wire is yeah. the same way as The Sopranos. It, the, let me just say, the final four should have been Sopranos versus The Wire. It should have just. I thought that was a toss. I didn't think that was like, a, like even a question. So mm, I agree, definitely. Band of Brothers beat Barry. Band of Brothers was fucking dope. Uh, fucking war drama. Uh, I'll Great cast. Great like, cast. is that the original, or didn't they like remake? That's that? the one with David Schwimmer. David and... Schwimmer, the guy, yeah, from yeah. the guy from Billions, right? Yeah, is it the same guy? So, okay. Curb Your Enthusiasm beat Succession. As you know, Curb is ten seasons in, about to be, or just finished his eleventh season. <laughs> Succession's cool, but Curb's better. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. I disagree with this one heavily. Westworld beat Veep. I think Veep is the most criminally underrated comedy of all time. You know, I heard that. Dude, fucking Julia Louis-Dreyfus is so funny. That is the best ensemble comedy cast. Like, it's so, it's it's written so well. It's, okay. it's, it's really good, and she's great, and she won a bunch of Emmys from it. She but, should uh, have, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, okay, so now, 
I'm having a hard time putting to your final four, it, or I'll go through your final four. Westworld beat Curb. Wrong. Wrong. Because people are already arguing the third season. Ken, Ken was arguing this. The third season of Westworld sucked. Worst season of TV I've ever watched. They completely threw out the first wow. two seasons, and it becomes, it's like final season of Game of Thrones. Think that um, twice as bad. Well, okay. So the other, the other side now, The Wire beats Band of Brothers. So now that side of the Final Four is The Wire and Westworld. I can like I can, I won't murder somebody over that, but I still think like why is Westworld and then why is Westworld the Final Four? Game of Thrones beats Watchmen. Okay, we, recency bias says the eighth season was trash, but uh, uh, the first six and a half seven it. seasons are probably the best television of all time, right? I also think the bracket game of thrones came out of that they had a weaker bracket so it made sense for them to get through yeah yeah um and then chernobyl beat true detective nah well for that should should be the sopranos i don't know why i feel like like that's recency bias like I think the whole list is recency well, bias. I will say though, yeah, it, you could, it, yeah. It, 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 that's actually a fair fight because they were both one season wonders where Chernobyl was a one season thing. You're comparing it strictly to the first season of True Detective because the other the second season was absolutely hot trash. And the third season I only watched a little oh. bit of, but Mahershala Ali was really good. Um so let's go to the the final four is Game of Thrones versus Chernobyl and The Wire versus Westworld. The Wire loses to Westworld. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I I've never watched The Wire, but I'm well aware of it's like. You should watch it. It's like <laughs> it's like. <laughs> that's all I gotta say. Yeah, the, cre- the creator of The Wire is also the creator of The Sopranos, and they were on TV at the same time. That dude must have just blacked out, Ooh. and just written. And uh, didn't oh, yeah. he do Swing Mad Men? David Chase didn't he also do Mad no, Men? No, uh, that's uh, Matthew Weiner. Okay, I'm getting it mixed up. Um, is it so, Weiner? No, uh, David Chase also did Treme. Uh, the show about New Orleans that got eliminated in the first round too. I didn't think it was going to happen, but it was up against the wire, so it's not going to be fair. Um, so now Westworld is your champion of the one side of the bracket, and then Game of Thrones beats Chernobyl. So now it's Game of Thrones versus Westworld. My this God. is bullshit to Could, begin with. Couldn't even have made could, couldn't have made it more easy. <laughs> so this is bullshit because the eighth season of of Game of Thrones was absolute hot garbage, and Westworld's third season got voted as hot garbage. How the fuck can you ha- not have two seasons? two series that went out untouched like The Wire and fucking Sopranos with five seasons and six seasons respectively not be in the finals. You make compelling argument. Thanks. I appreciate that. And then the champion is Game of Thrones. Look, if you want to discount, discount, like, first off, it was the most extreme thing anybody had ever seen on TV. Like, I'll give Game of Thrones its daps because it was fucking dope except for the end. But, like, I don't know. There's just too many questions there. How the fuck did the Sopranos not go up against the wire for the championship? I thought that was a toss-up. And nope. I'm still super, supremely butthurt that Entourage got knocked out in the first round. <laughs> Kyle, what's, what was the number one seed in the Westworld bracket? Because I can't see <laughs> on the... That's Treme up top. But Treme the, was the number, the number one seed. No, no, no. It's just listed at the top there. Like, there was no seeds. That, I don't think there was actually seeds. Oh, no, because I'm, I'm wow, looking like... A- for the final four, I think The Wire coming out makes sense. I think Game of Thrones on their side makes sense. Soprano should be there instead of Chernobyl. And I'm trying to think who would be there instead of the Westworld. Maybe Curb? It would be I Curb. Curb would be. Right? Like, yeah. It would have to be. Yeah. I can't see it with my glasses on. I think the only <laughs> future super. <laughs> I don't know. But to me, like my, my final four, would, or my, like my four HBO shows would go Sopranos, Entourage, 
I'd have to give it to Game of Thrones because Game of Thrones was the most enthralling. Man, you begrudging ass. Like, you're not even... Game of Thrones is such Ugh. like um, event-worthy TV, which is a very hard It was basically like a movie. It was like a movie. Age. It was like a movie came out every week. Game of Thrones. Mean? Game of Thrones. All right. You have the dire wolf in the background. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, my God. Rosie took off the glasses. Game of Thrones is the best fantasy television show ever. It has the best. What's it up against? uh, Vikings or Star Galactica and shit. Like, Star Trek, all that shit. Yeah. It's the acting is the acting is like top notch. The writing for, you know, like, like yeah, they cop they copped the out in the eighth season. Of all time, like, dude. Okay, listen to me. That means you're a destination guy, not a journey guy, and that upsets me very deeply. Bro, no, the journey was too good for Game of Thrones. The journey, Game of Thrones. I would trade I the journey of Game of Thrones for the ending of any show, anywhere, anytime, bar none. Like, Sopranos is better. You got me. Yeah. Nah. Nah, it's not. You need to take the time to watch that shit. I do need to finish it. All right, let's just move past that because I don't think there's going to be agreement here. But we do all agree that list was hot. And was Dookie? Was that show hung on there? Remember the guy with the big dick? <laughs> yeah. <was> yeah. <laughs> well, hung, well, I'm thinking of like Deadwood. Deadwood was dope. With the that was the guy with the dead dick. <laughs> I also think Sex Six in the City should have gotten further for the cultural impact, at least. Like, that was which one was it? Sex, Sex in the City. city. I mean, it was oh, big. Yeah. It had well, didn't they get to Elite Eight? No, it lost. It lost to the Watchmen. That's why I think Watchmen was Watchmen was cool, but it, it so was a naked blue thing. dude. Yes, it, it's a it's a graphic novel. It, it's a um, it was a movie before it was a graphic <laughs> novel, comic book, and yeah. Really <laughs> I just I just saw the Ali G shows on here. I forgot dude, about the Ali that G show. Too. Well, first <laughs> of all, like if, if I had my bracket, you know, that Eastbound and Down would have made it further, and fucking Entourage would have been. <laughs> I gotta April watch that. Ah, Kenny Powers. <laughs> He's like What's that? voicemails. <laughs> Did you watch that show yet with the polar bear? That golden compass or that was on here. Uh, Planet um, Earth. No. <laughs> but yeah. An inconvenient truth? <laughs> no, I, I can't see I can't it's too blurry. I can't make out the let me look polar bear HBO show and see what comes up. All right, well, let's, move on. Earth. let's just move on to what the fuck we've been listening to. Uh Chudo. Eric, his, go, one? go ahead. Eric. Dark, go again. Yeah. Did you his dark, oh, sorry. <laughs> his dark, his his dark materials. That show. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I remember seeing something. I didn't see it. Well, like, and then there's other shows on there. Like Sharp Objects was big. Hmm. It was okay. I I didn't love it. Amy Adams was good. Um, Eric, go with your first song. Um, I first. Did you listen to that song I sent you today? No. Ken did. It was good. I liked it. Me and well, Ken are cousins me, now. You can get fuck off. Tell me what it is. Uh, it's um, what is it? Charles William by All Them Witches. Yo, it's like what is it? This dude like it's like blues influence like, but this dude it's like kind of like droney. Like this guy sings and he sounds. He kind of had this like has this like Interpol like element where he never. He, it's like compressed in terms of like. He's not like, ah, like he's not doing this like Whitney Houston shit, right? Like he's kind of just like keeping it like very like tightly melodic. Mm. Um, it's like a lot of fuzz guitar. Like they're a three piece. Um, the lead singer plays bass as well. And he like Ooh, the song cool. I'm talking about, I do like it pops off, open up, but the drummer is the star. Like he's like fucking 
But remember when like two pieces and three pieces were like the hottest shit on earth? Like when black keys were like first were like popping, and then there was like uh, uh, remember the record company three piece where the singer? Well, let's kick it back to the white stripes. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's the the royal blood. I mean, royal blood's still that shit. Still, we're not gonna be sharing a dressing room with them. (laughs) Whatever. They Uh, should be so lucky. Can't go with your first one. So my first one is going to be off the new Run the Jewels album, Out of Sight. Oh, Jay. oh I got to hit that. Featuring 2 Chains, absolute banger. Yeah, that's a fucking great song. Oh. That, that album's incredible. Yeah. It, it was really great. Out of the four RTJs, one, two, three, and four, what's your favorite? I think two. I mean, two's like the most well put together. Actually, I think four's the most well put together like thematically, but two has the most bangers. My favorite song, though, is I think off one. What's the one with Big Boy? Um uh banana clipper yes that's a banger fire and three was on three's underrated three was go back listen to it again uh but four was just like i think it's like a moment like that was a moment where like music and history was oh, like, yeah. together right so, place yeah. at the right time definitely uh mm-hmm. from from my first song i'm going with a band they're called jungle uh jungle is that heat it is like uh like electro the there electro dancey funk from england but it sounds like Whoa. it sounds like would you know chromeo you fuck with chromeo yeah, at yeah, all? Yeah. so it's like if chromeo had kind of like the philly sound from the 70s like the Hamble, gamble and huff sound mixed with Brit- england it is the hottest shit i picked the song busy earning and i actually thought it was funny haynes hit me up and said yo if i ever played major league baseball that would be the song that i would walk out to <laughs> Okay. You all, yeah, you fucking crack me up with these fucking sandwiches you make of like, it sounds like Lincoln Park with like, this like fucking, it's like, I'm very, uh, yo, here's I'm very, the sandwich. I'm very descriptive. Uh, Eric, go. What? Go. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, These Walls by Kendrick Lamar. I'm so glad you put that in the group chat, yo. Dude, These Walls by Kendrick Lamar is like, is like probably like one of the like most well produced and recorded hip hop songs I've ever heard in my entire life. Just that record really is that. Do you know who did who put the baseline together and put that instrumental together basically? Uh, Robert Glasper. Well, he was involved, but it was Thundercat. Thundercat. Remember uh, that makes sense. Dragon yeah. Ball Do makes a lot of sense. Yeah, he was fucking. Yeah, that's that's hot. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, the, like the shit. If you listen intently, like the shit they do is like. There'll be just like a little, ah, like a little like thing, but then like out of that will come this like, this like, like uh, synthy like bass, just like sustain, and I mean, like that, it's just that, there. There were probably like four thousand like tracks of each instrument on. I'm so glad that you brought up to pimp a butterfly because that is it. Really is the best, like the most off the wall fucking like. It's not commercial. It's not like a commercial record at no, all. No, it's not. But it's so good that like it. It, it had like, to be. Yeah, it truly. It, it deserves it. It's truly like an album. You yeah. don't see that. Yeah. Oh, dude. Anymore. Yeah. And and the skits where he's talking about like Lucy's talking about like the evils coming to get him on the whole record, and then the end it has that conversation between him and Tupac. And I thought that shit was so cool. Yeah. Like, dude, hood politics is on that. All right. Black, yeah. uh Blacker the berry. Fucking that whole album's insane, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Great call, Eric. Thanks, dog. You gonna listen to that in the Mustang? Oh my god. <laughs> Fuck it. Can I need go- to get the aux cord. I don't know if there's an aux cord in there. That's the only problem. And oh, I need to learn how- the aux. Yeah, I was like, that's what I said when I got it. I was like, fuck aux cord in here. Like- <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ken, go, go for your second. So 
what I listened, I went back and listened to the new Black Keys album, which solid. Black Keys just makes solid albums, yeah, in I my mean, opinion. Just it's 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 not going to sound like, like you begrudgingly like. No, it's the like name <laughs> of the, al- the name of the album is Let's Rock. Like it's just, it's it's a yeah. Fucking, fuck you. I you know what I I don't got nothing for you, but like I don't know. To me, that's just like cash grab. It's a good album. That's what it's. It's just good, you know. It's not like it's not going to blow you away, but it's not going to like disappoint you. It'll I feel always, like that's kind of. It'll always deliver. Yeah, you know, I guess that's like kind of like how they are. Like once like, you discover yeah. them, that's when you like, oh fuck, this. When is they dead. got with Danger Mouse and did Brothers, like that was like the peak, I think, of where they could take what they were doing. And then ever since then, they put out solid shit. Oh, El Camino or El Camino was the album that came out with the uh, mm-hmm. after that it was really good. Gold on the ceiling, Little Black Submarines, and then they did the album. Uh, with i think it's called term blue it's the one with like fever is pretty yeah good. like uh uh get away from you is a good song yeah uh, but you know the let's rock album is pretty good but yeah walk across the water is the song it's just a solid song <laughs> ken's like yeah. i don't know man i've just been listening i don't fucking know yeah um <laughs> i think like, rubber factory is their best record well yeah that's when they weren't commercial at all that's when they were fucking just going thick freakness yeah that's a good one uh, my last song, uh, I was watching ABC last night, and the musical guest on the late night was Gary Clark Jr., and he did an acoustic version of Catfish Blues, so I picked Catfish Blues. Fucking, that dude, I just love him. I don't know. He's just so goddamn authentic. He's just he's just who he yeah. is, and he puts out amazing music. He's not afraid to try different shit. I, I didn't know if I was going to like This Land, which is his third record, and it wound up being my favorite record of last year. He just is, he keeps escalating and taking things to a different place, and I fucking love that guy. I'd love to meet him be able to tell him that. Yeah. He had this sick, like, video. He was, like, really just, like, like raw after, like, George Floyd's death and shit. Oh, I saw that. You see that shit? Like, yeah, he, really it was, like, 10 that. minutes long. He was looking at the camera the whole time, like, he was, just, like, I was I like... He's like, I don't have anything else to say. He's like, I got no more tears to cry. Yeah. He's like, he's like, if you don't fucking get it, fuck you. And I love that. Exactly, yeah, same. Like, he just fucking was, like... Yeah, that's what it is at this point, like... Real in the moment. Man. Yeah, he's, exactly. he's the man, dude. He's the fucking man. All shouts, all praise to Gary Clark Jr. Um, yeah. So that's what the fuck we've been listening Get to. Get us a record deal. Bro, let's go into something I've been super excited about. Our coronavirus survival guide this week. Last week, I, what did we do last week? We did... Um, uh, Best places to shit when there's no toilet. <laughs> That's not what we did. A trash bag taped into a Home Depot bucket. The Matt oh wait, that that was Matt Budney. Sorry, Matt. Uh, no, last I'm just week, kidding, buddy. Last, did we do one last week? Didn't we do the? No, we just kind of rushed. You weren't no. on last week. Okay. Oh, no. no. Oh no. The, that that was the Kelsey Trainer episode. Oh, sorry. Last week it was the three of us, and we did. Oh, we did movies you can rewatch a million times. Oh yeah. So when this I time, totally won with the Patriot. The last time, the, this time we're doing. <laughs> myself. So this week we're doing uh, the best feelings in the world. Nothing gross here, boys. We're talking about like the best. Oh, you like, mean like sex? The best, like little feelings. Like I gave an example, so nobody take this. I said like sleeping on clean sheets. Like when you get into bed and your sheets Damn. have just been freshly washed, and you're fucking. Oh, dude, I, that happened the other night, and that's what made me think of this. Um, who would like to go first? Because I have like nine, so I have some uh, honorable mentions, but I got the three best ones. Uh, go ahead, E. Well, I just went first last time, so I, All right, I will go first this time. Uh, Why, Ken, one, why don't you go first? Okay, okay. Go, ahead, go ahead, Kyle. Ken, you're up. Um, so a pretty standard one when you get like a warm towel out of the dryer. 
Oh hell yeah! yeah. Oh, John's fluffy. Just I'm imagining that. that right now. Oh man, look at Eric. He's feeling That's it. Great. Right? <laughs> uh, okay. I just like have a. <laughs> so, my first one, uh, I said, when you check your bank account and you have more money in there than you thought you were gonna have. Unbelievable feeling when you when you're like, oh man, like I don't know how much is in here, like. Oh, I spent too much, and you're like, "Oh shit, I got like three hundred dollars more in there than I thought I did." This is bang, and that's a great fucking feeling. Yeah, yeah it felt like you spent yeah. too much the whole weekend, and then like you go in there, you're like, "Oh, not that bad." You're like, "Oh my yeah. god, oh my god." Spin zone. That that good feeling comes with admitting financial irresponsibility. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, go for your first one. All right, here's what it is. Let me pitch you a scenario. You're in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, mm. and you go into the, the sauna. That's what they say up there. It's not called the sauna. You're fucking Northeast Philly. This is the sauna. Okay. Right? So you go sauna. Uh, you sweat it out. Um, you could drink like 15 beers. Go in there. Sweat it out. Be stone sober, dude. So you go in. Do your sauna. And then when you come out, right? Like It's like the nights, the summer nights up there are like probably like 55 so you go in from like 160 degree sauna and you come out with a beer and your towel into the outdoors and you sit down and you have your, your sauna beer, your sauna beer in like the cold summer night air. And it is legitimately the best physical, spiritual, emotional. That was the most specific one. We got. <laughs> Ken picked the towel. I picked money <laughs> and you went with the most that uh, you're right. That is a fucking, I mean, you, I could condense that into shower beer. Shower beer is an amazing. But I mean, well. that specific like that's next. No one's around. You can just beer. like you can just like flop. <laughs> All right. Well, just for time, let's keep moving. Ken, what's yours? Oh shit! Yeah. So mine would be um, like you're out a Saturday night and you just go for it. Tons of drinks, tons of drinks, and you wake up the next morning and you're not hungover. What a feeling, dude! That's a great one, Ken. It's yeah. like you cheated, God. All right, my second one's my second one's weird. This is another really oddly specific one. All right. When you are by yourself, mine was weird. No, mine was weird. So when you're shooting hoops by yourself, you're just playing basketball by yourself, shooting around and you've been shooting for like an hour and you're like, all right, dude, next basket I make, like I'm fucking done. And then you just three and you nail the first fucking one. And you're just like, my day is complete. I'm done. Dumb yeah. ball. But that first, that last <laughs> Go pick shot, your keys and yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Pick your keys up and leave. But you're like, all right, do one more, make another fucking basket and you're out, nail it. And you're fucking out. You're just done. That's my oh, second yeah. pick. Oh, yeah. What's your Z? Um, I like it when you order some bullshit off Amazon and you forget. And then it comes in the mail. And it's banging. And you're like, ooh, like that's not going to happen <laughs> to me tomorrow because I got a, I got a big buff off oh, uh, Amazon. Oh, dude. Nice. Ooh, stalking yeah. the door. Yeah, I'm like Jersey Scott Pilgrim, where he like orders it off Amazon. He just like sits at the door. <laughs> uh, can can go with your last one. My last one would be if you're doing something in the microwave or cooking something in the kitchen, and you have a timer, and you oh. go to do something else, and then when you get right back, goes off. It's done. Like, you walk oh, in, and there's two seconds left. Yeah. Dude, when I was younger, I used to try and like catch it, like do that and catch it at like one second and run and try and open it up before it would beep just to see if I could do it. You ever like, or is <laughs> there like dive? Like, <laughs> don't, don't say when you were younger. You probably still do that now. I do that now, but so I don't, <laughs> so I don't, so I don't wake Dana up. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so my last one, 
I, this is a great one. So when you have a we'll when, you have, when you have like a playlist on shuffle and you know the songs that are on there and you're like you're like man I I, re- I really hope the Black Eyed Peas come on next and fucking Black Eyed Peas come on next you're like oh fucking yeah let's go dude I I literally have been like been working in the morning with like you know just standing there like the two other people I'm working with they're tired of shit just like twisting pretzels and like I have my playlist on and it comes on and I'll literally be like yeah we'll be like <laughs> well I mean so wait so that also goes to like when you're in a bar. And you're like, man, I really hope Piano Man comes on next. And all of a sudden, Piano Man comes on next. You're like, let's fucking go, boys. Time to drink some beers. All right, Eric, give me your last one. Um, I really like it when you um, <laughs> this is like a second grade like letter to your parents that you yeah. had to write. Like, I really like it when you perfectly cap a, a box of cereal. Like you don't leave like there's not like fifteen cookie crisps left in there. Oh, uh, you like, just bang the whole thing out. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, you but you just like there's not like a half a bowl left over. It's like all exactly the charms in the last bowl. Yeah, it's yeah. like that's a good one. You, you that don't want to like, sincere. I don't want to have to deal with like leaving just the bag in there and shit. Like that's all goes to grab it. Like what the hell? I don't have enough ex- for a bowl now. Yeah, Square that's like up. yeah, like you can't like you. That's yeah. We can get all into leaving like just a little bit of milk left, but that's like that's. All right. We got to go to honorable mentions now. So I have I have a couple written down. Um, I said when a band that you like gets big, like the ultimate hipster thing, but like when someone you only know and then you start hearing the music everywhere, you're like, oh, I fucking knew that band. That's a great feeling. Yeah, um, I heard "Tongue Tied" by Group Love first before any of you. Not a big deal. Yeah, this kid knows the feeling. Uh, my second one, I had just a simple one. Top in the room, you flip the pillow. Fucking cold pillow, banger. Uh, I don't know what this last one says here. I can't read my handwriting. Dumb idiot, you gotta stop writing with your feet. <laughs> when you when you can read your handwriting and you don't have to <laughs> guess what you said. <laughs> yeah, Dana, <laughs> what does this say? <laughs> Um, clean underwear is always a great feeling. Like, I was gonna say, um, new pair of socks, new pair of socks, they're so Dude, cushiony, fresh. Yeah, I, if you wash your socks before you wear them, fresh, you're just like a, you're a freak, dude. Yeah, you're, you're just like torture animals, fresh, over, like fresh Nike ankles, like sliding right on there, like butter, Ooh. ready to take on the world. <laughs> I don't like there's so many, like one like, foot at a time. <laughs> Uh, when you get extra of the condiment that you like it, like a, like if you got wings, they give you extra blue cheese. That's a fucking dub. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and uh, it's chunky. When like you come home from somewhere and there's food already waiting for you at home and you didn't even know it was happening. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, styrofoam containers in the fridge, G. Bro, mom already put the pizza rolls in the oven. She was waiting for you to come home. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the best. Oh, there's yeah, Mountain Dew for you and all your friends. I got I got a very specific one to band life, but like. When you're finally done the tour and you come home and all your shit's unloaded and you just plop on the couch and sleep for like 12 fucking hours. If by that you mean you leave it in your car for the next three days. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> yeah, that's every single person ever. I don't know, like seeing your boys after you haven't seen them in forever, like you haven't seen like one of your friends in like mad long and you get together and the, like those beers together by like the ninth beer, you're just like, I fucking love you, dude. Why don't we do this more often? Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to have that moment happen earlier, but uh, my boy was like, was like, yeah, like I'll be home in about an hour. Like three hours later, I was like, all right, I'm when you said you, that, Keith, you're listening. It's like you were chugging nine beers and your friend's like not drinking. <laughs> Be happy to see me. (laughs) 
bro. Uh, after after coffee morning dump, never never be beaten. Yo, never be beaten. Hell yeah, dude. I I literally <laughs> I get up. This is like my routine when I work up in in Jersey. I get up, just like scramble to get myself together to go to Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> to get the largest coffee with cream and sugar. I snort that on the forty five minute drive. And then I'll get to the house, like like my boss will be like, hey, go, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, like let me just take a shit. I go to the <laughs> I go to the house and just on court. Bro, we got less than a minute. You gotta hurry this up. <laughs> I just finished it, bro. I oh said, bang you it. Just go all right, so the we're house and you uncork a giant. <laughs> You've got the and, on that, and, on, and on that note, we're gonna head over to our interview with Scarlett Hernandez. We love you guys. Stick around for this interview. Fuck you guys, love you. Love you, love you, Scott. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, this week's interview for the Kill Your Internet podcast is none other than one of my favorite human beings, one of the <laughs> hardest working people that I know, Miss Scarlett Hernandez. Scarlett, how are we doing today? I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much. Wow. The intro of a lifetime. I'm surely just like, oh, he's talking about me. Amazing. This is so <laughs> weird because we were having a conversation like amongst the band earlier this week where we were saying like, there's so many people that we see on a regular basis that we aren't seeing now. And I mean, we, we've yeah. only been together, the band, the six of us together once in the past three and a half months. Yeah. And, uh, but we see each other through Skype and Zoom and all that every, like all the time. the same though. <laughs> but you're one of the people between you and Dave and, and Will and everybody over at, at Rec and Allie, Allie, who's been serving as our tour Lord. manager, who of course, I, lo- I lump you two together because you two are. <laughs> people, but, dude, yeah, we, we, we're a good pair. I oh I've been asking everybody this is the first question just how are you holding up how's quarantine treating you Oh uh, dude it's it was like the five stages of like grief I know really, where it's like we went from like I was going really I can speak personally from like one hundred and ten percent efficiency to just zero at you know a moment's notice um so it really went from like March like March sixteenth to like you know the end of the month was like just kind of like shock like I know. I, it just didn't feel real and yeah. it just, you were like kind of making fun of it and whatever and then you know april was really rough mentally i mean did april even happen no it i have not blur you can i cannot tell you one thing that happened in april i nope. paid i know that I'm that, here. that month so. did not exist i know that for a fact but there's i don't think that one it was march 32nd it was march there 32nd was no <laughs> but but continue so we get through april so now we're in the middle of barely barely we barely make it through april okay it was it was hard like um just by someone who like literally lives off of like productivity like finding new ways to be productive was exhausting dude right? trying not to beat yourself up for a living which is now your full-time job you know well, you you like this is one interview i needed to have because I feel like I can like have a conversation. You'll get where I'm coming from. Cause me and you are both people who just kind of dive into what we do. Yes. And uh, work to live and live to work. Right. Exactly. They're one in the same. There is no middle ground. And uh, but because we're blessed to do what we love. So we're obsessed. Exactly. Yes. But I'm right so, there. Like when I was like going through my head and, and I'm, and I'm talking to different people and, you know, have a conversation where people are like, yo, this is actually kind of nice. I'm just kind of hanging out, not really doing anything, cashing unemployment checks. I feel like, and then there's there's me who for for March I was just kind of like okay so am I gonna make it out alive like this has to end now this was day one this was 24 hours into the lockdown <laughs> what did you because I want to get into rec but I, I just want to know what did you do to kind of fill that like 
productivity hole in your life? I mean, I mean, one example that I think just exemplifies what really helped me during, you know, this whole lockdown period was a shift in being like, yo, instead of like playing catch up, why don't I work on some self-development stuff? Um, you know, for example, literally everybody's online now. And I know a goal of mine was like, yo, meet two new people every week. Like, even if you just say hi, just meet two new people a week online, whatever. Outstanding. I can make friends with the rock. So it's great. Um, but I believe that I found, I found um, a, a Slack channel of just like all like Latinx, uh, like people working in the creative fields, everything oh, that's awesome. to media and everything in between. And I was like sick. I'm like a week later connecting with people from like, you know, title and like being able to, you know, make those connections and find that community. I think that really helped like fill me yeah always give 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 so when like I got a chance to be like yo I can make some new friends and make some new connections and fill myself that was really important I will say this too for people who aren't familiar with Scarlett and what she does there is no person on earth who is more of a give 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 person than Scarlett (laughs) Scarlett the the worst thing in the world could happen to Scarlett and she would text me and say are you okay with what just happened like like, Scarlett is that person I love you for that I think it was funny because like when you said like taking the opportunity to do things in a different way and things you haven't done it before. And that was the biggest thing for us when we, when we hit this situation, our conversation was, cause we were just about to finish an album. We had tour dates booked yeah. and um, it was a matter of, we were like, okay, so other people are going to take this and just take their downtime and say, take their lumps and move on. We were like, fuck that. Cause there's a chance we could come out of this on the other side way better than we ever did before. And I'm glad to hear that somebody else had that thought process. And I, that doesn't surprise me with you because that's exactly who you are. I mean, now, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, this, is, this is coming from, you know, like the emo queen, like, emo queen. like negative Nancy, like, you know, just growing up and stuff. So it's like, but because of those experiences, like, it's just, I all, me and my mom always say this back and forth to each other when we're like whining or complaining about something. It's like, yo, you know, like it, it, it could be so much, you know, could worse. worse. Like, you know, really like, good. Or, or the fact that like, it's not about what happens to you. It's about how you react to it. So yes, we get to acknowledge, you know, all the insecurities and justices, you know, um, accessibility or, de- you know, unaccessibility to things, but of you course. also be like, you know, how can I, with my health, right. And, and well-being right now, you know, right. do better and be better. And that just, especially working in something like music and creativity, you, you need to call your own shots or you'll drown real quick. The, the amazing thing that I, like, I kind of came to the conclusion on was because March really was this odd adjustment period where it was like, holy shit. We went from, we're going to, you know, like South by, yep. in a week, the South by's canceled. And so is the city of Philadelphia, apparently. I mean, you know? and especially for you guys too, because it, you guys had so much planned and not to mention you guys have just kind of jettisoned to where you've been <sighs> working to get. And we're going to get yeah. into that. Of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's go into quickly. I want to introduce you kind of to people because we have people from all around the country, all around the world who listen to this now. Thank God. Hello. Hello. What's up? Uh, so Rec Philly is the company that Scarlett helps run. She is one of the OGs. She is one of the hardest working people on earth. You are the head of membership, correct? Yes. Director of member success. 
who also sits underneath her dream situation is that sits underneath the disco ball at a desk. Yes. So you really can't say anything more about Scarlett. I am, the man- I am the manifest queen. I That disco ball was was just like kind of like the, the, the finishing touches. The first day I walked into the new rec space, I, I literally was like, where's the disco ball? I need to see the disco ball because that's all you were posting on socials. You wanted your disco ball and I'm so that's glad it. you got it. I was, I was literally putting it into the universe, aka just making sure that my bosses saw it. Yeah, so. of course. <laughs> <laughs> this makes Scarlett <laughs> happy <laughs> so let's go in so rec philly for those who aren't familiar is insert here yes so rec philly is a insert no um <laughs> rec philly is a, a gym membership but for creative people so very much at the gym where you have access to space equipment that you need um, even classes that you need that we can get into in a little bit uh it just creates accessibility and affordability within you know creatives so for example for uh producer that's just starting out having a space that they can bring their clients to that isn't their parents you know yeah the basement basement. working out of the Um, basement exactly that they can monetize off of this um you know and 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 start their clientele and and be already immersed in a community that's us and then on the on the programming end just like you would get yoga and pilates um at a gym you get free educational programming um so everything about you know uh creating monetization streams as a you know photographer musician um seo funnels you know just like everything that you know it takes to build yourself as an artist and as a business um because really we want you to come and work out and use the equipment and the ama- well, the amazing thing is, too, because we've been working together, I think, since 2018. We we, we started coming through the old rec space. What was it, Ninth and Dolphin? Or Ninth and- oh, yeah, Ninth and oh, Dolphin. Great times. I, I will never – you were the, probably the first person I saw in there. And I was like, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm where I need to be. Uh, that's definitely where I'm going to haunt when I die. Like- <laughs> like, for me, like, when, when you get into this environment with Rec Philly, and I, anybody in the Philadelphia area who is a creative who's looking to, to kind of grow and learn – and especially when you're talking about learning, monetize, like monetizing what you do, um, having access to to different things. Like, I mean, this podcast started in the new Rec Philly podcast studio, which we will be back to when we legally can. I'm yes. tired of doing this out of my spare bedroom, but I digress. That's great. You're doing awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> but for me, like to watch you guys have such a vision of the level that you wanted to take it and the people you wanted to work with and then the space you wanted to achieve. You fucking did it. Like you literally went and did exactly what you guys set out to do. Um, like where you guys are now, how has it been an adjustment in in the COVID world right now? Because you guys had this plan set out and then you had to, to divert and do it. Absolutely. I mean, we we opened up a very high touch space, right? Uh, that's literally meant to gather, you know, creatives um in a physical space. Um but that aside, right, the building closes, but what doesn't close? The community, the fact that we have technology to connect that community, Very the true. fact that programming has completely gone digital, you know, yep. for us. So it was really, this is just nothing new for REC, you know, if if you've known about REC as soon as it turned from Broadway Music Group to REC, that was about, you know, 2015, like, you've known that it, we're just like, kind of like, we're ready to pivot and we're ready to yep. grow. Like every decision that we make is taken with so much, you know, like how, I mean, how serious, you know, 
we know that it's going to affect people. So, so being able to pivot really was just being like, Hey, we have all these members that still deserve all the programming that we, you know, were able to put together that, that still deserve to work with each other. And now yeah. we even have programming about how to work together, you know, Scarlett, digitally. I, from, from our perspective of people who were watching, you know, we were all in the same space, but watching this happen for you guys, it seemed to me almost like you guys had this consent, like contingency plan set up because you were so on top of it. I was so impressed by how quickly rec move that was that was just like when you're when you work at rec you gotta ride the wave and like we just like all kind of looked at each other and you know just we just went full focus um we did have all these digital plans but six nine months down the line and you decided to implement them right away we've been at the space for three months i know you know, was, so you don't think about that. And that was the wildest thing to me, like like going from being at that space. I was there constantly, uh, either in the podcast studio, just rolling through to talk to Dave or you, anybody. And to just like one of my first thoughts, literally when we kind of shut down, we were talking about doing the podcast and I was like, oh, fuck. They just opened that space. This is bullshit. But to watch the way you guys have adapted and overcome. And if that's ever like if there's ever a suggestion I can make to anybody who's young and starting to do this, just get ready for curveballs because they're going to fucking happen. Like it's, and it's a, it just goes right back full circle. Doesn't matter what happens. It's about how you react to 150%. it. Right? 50%. So are we going to, are we really about to give up and lay down? Cause as a co-working no. space, as a physical space, yeah. it would have been damn easy, damn easy, but we don't know. We don't know easy, right? right? Of course we, not. You know, working hard, and you know us. We we party just as hard, you know. So it's like we we've had many good times live for this, and I think it just ties right back to even us. Like we are so in love and obsessed with what we do. Like hundred percent. It's kind of like I'll be damned if you take this away from me, which is very Philly. It's like I will fight you. <laughs> you <laughs> I can, love this so much. <laughs> you can feel it when you're like in the presence of you. Like you can feel <laughs> how much you love what you do. I do. And- I do. To me, on even on a bigger scale. So, of course, there's rec, and then you've all like you've started to work in the management space as well. Uh, yeah. I, I want, of course, talk about Kenny G on CBD, Max Swan. Yeah, I want to say something. Swan. I don't, I don't actually know Max in a physical like I don't know him as a dude, but like just from like social media interaction and just me being a huge fan of what he does, I'm so glad you guys are working together because it's first of all, it's so fucking good. But how has that adjustment been? Because it, it hasn't been that long now. And you, I remember no. you telling me you wanted to get into this space and me just being like, then fucking go do it. How has that adjustment been to moving into that? I mean, I just, look, if there's anything, like I'm not confident about a lot of things, but when I am, <laughs> it's because it's of this like guttural, like my instinct has never led me wrong. Right. With wreck, with coming to Philly, with any of that, like never led me wrong. And what I'm telling you, it was just kind of like that same thing where it's like, I was such a huge fan yeah. um, that it was, it was just like, it was just kind of like my gut being like, if you can, why wouldn't you? Right. If you like know this stuff, why are you keeping it? Right. right. So I was able to like really flex, you know, I've been in the, I've, I've been in the, you know, music industry since I was 15. That's when right. I started turning at, you know, shows. I worked at the truck. I worked at the man, you know, like just everything you can name. So I was like, yo, I get to help creatives at rec and how amazing would it be for me to have the chance to work with literally my favorite artists? Well, like it is, was just a like, no brainer. Your interest in Max's music doesn't surprise me because what we're going to get into later is kind of like, Oh your, yeah. Your, we're your, 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 music, yeah, your musical <laughs> taste is fucking eclectic 
as a candidate. Wild beans. I can you, pull up my Spotify right now and just drop a couple jaws real quick. When you think you have Scarlett's music taste figured out, <laughs> then she just throws you eyeliner and and a, a nice emo haircut. She'll throw you to fuck off. But and I'm let's, like, let's give you Neutron soundtrack. No. <laughs> let's go back. So we're going to get into like future plans. We're going to talk about music and all that. Let's go into, because you brought up something coming to Philly. Let's go into your backstory. How'd you wind up in Philly? Where are you from? What, what, what were the steps to getting you where you are now? Yeah, absolutely. So I am the only child of um, Dominican immigrant parents. Um, I, I, I grew up within uh, New York. I, I was born in New York and then, you know, uh, resided and, you know, went to Dominican Republic a lot. I mean, pretty much grew up a ton there during the, you know, during the year and during the summers, I went to school there. And then when, you know, we moved to New Jersey just because, you know, it, it was just a better school system and all that good yeah. stuff. But when we got there, I mean, it was, it was very obvious. Like as soon as I got to America, like I was, I love the internet. Like I was on the message board. <laughs> I was obsessed with fallout boy. I was like this big chubby nerd with like, you know, my skulls and like my side bangs. I mean, it was a thing. If it means anything, yeah. I was also a chubby nerd. So I'm yes, right there I'm with still you. a chubby nerd. Come through. <laughs> Uh, we rock the, anyway. You're the least dirty human being I've ever met in my entire life. <gasps> you don't know me. No, <laughs> you don't have a nerd aura. Some people just have. A I nerd took aura. a cutout of Obi Wan Kenobi to prom with me. Right, you might be a nerd. Nobody, Listen, yeah. you might be a nerd. It's okay. It's like you might be a redneck. You might be. You might be a nerd if you if you took a cut out of Ewan McGregor's Obi Wan Kenobi to prom. Oh, with the with the (laughs) Padawan braid, it does things to me. I can't. He anyway. (laughs) At his prime, Um, but yeah, I just I just was always really into pop culture. Um, Started doing radio in high school. I I even did you know like Spanish is my first language, so I even did like a kids show on the radio called Las Aventuras de Leti, oh, which is awesome. like Dora the Explorer on the radio. So <laughs> I, I just got a lot of exposure into like the the background stuff. It helped, you know, my my you know speech a ton. Um, I did not know that English wasn't your first language. No es. That's unbelievable. I didn't know that. And then when I need to, I go into English. And it's it's flawless, first off. But second off, I'm very jealous of people who are bilingual because I know Italian and I can understand Italian. I cannot make the words come out of my mouth. And it because I was in Italy in, in October, I tried to stunt like slightly. Nah, fucking no matter what happened. I grew up in an, in an immigrant's house. I grew up in my grandmother's house. She's off the boat from Italy and it just didn't translate. We didn't we didn't speak it in the house. She yelled at us, but that was it. But like I, I just fucking mind blew. I didn't know you were. I didn't know English wasn't your first language. That's yes. awesome. I mean, it's it's a thing, you know. When again, I grew up just like watching, just like public access television. <laughs> like that's that's where I learned English. You know, really was like watching so TV. Sick. Um. So is that where is that where the love affair with pop culture started? Do you think? With- oh yeah. Are you kidding yeah. me? I was a VH1 baby. <laughs> me like, too. Yeah. I would watch Best Week Ever. I love Paul F. Tompkins more than most things. Oh, Paul F. Tompkins is the <laughs> um, I really love the 70s. I love the 80s. Are, come on. Hell come yeah. on. I'm glad and that somebody else remembers that shit. Yes. Oh, Dude, that, that built me. I know more about like Howard the Duck than like most things. You oh, know? Wait, hold on. Flavor of Love? Whoa, the original Bachelor. I'll, I'll fight somebody yeah. for that. How about, New, how about New York is still out here making a name for herself? I saw Tiffany her. Pollard is a queen. Dude. We stand. We have no, we have no choice but to. We love her. I think I had, I think I had love, a thing for New York growing up. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. 
Fuck hoops. Fuck all of them. Hoops, no, because she had like the 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 bicycle ring. Wait, hold on. Did did hoop? Didn't hoop oh, that was hottie? Up, that was hottie. Didn't hoops wind up marrying or like dating Shaquille O'Neal or something like that? I hope so. Good, good for <laughs> her. You know what? I love each and every one of them. Dude, we we just got so sidetracked. So arm school, yeah. Oh, deep. I go deep, dude. Deep, 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 deep. I told you this. I say this to everybody who we're gonna do interviews with. It starts off being very like, so we did this, and then it winds up just being a bro fest, and we want to. Yeah, who cares? Ew. All right, so I'm rad. Period. We're we're getting to the point where you're doing you're doing radio, and you're going through that, and you're figuring out what you're doing. How did you wind up moving into the music field? How did it wind up becoming like a? Was that always the goal? No, I watched Almost Famous. That definitely helped. Uh, (laughs) That was the dream. Um, But yeah, so when working in radio, you know, I got to start booking interviews with talent. I mean, I've I've interviewed Hanson, like Jesse McCartney, The Dream, um, Bryson Tiller. When he did the 12 Disciples on BET, he was doing a press run. I got to talk to him. I didn't know who he was. What? A whole thing. A whole thing. Um, uh, but it just started getting me comfortable with working with talent and just being like, yo, like these people come in with full teams, like what's their job? What's their job? And you know, what really deterred me was like, I listened to a ton of rock growing up, you know, like it's, it's, it's fallout boy nation for me, like whether I like it or not. I can't go wrong there though. I can't. Um, but you know, looking at people backstage, it'd be like, oh, I have to be an old white guy with tattoos to work in the music industry. Yeah. Got it. (laughs) You know, so, but as I grew up and I grew up out of that, you know, just like dramatic, just like down on myself, negative self-talk tape, like, you know, it just really inspired me. Like, yo, if there's nobody like me backstage or like working with these artists, like I have to work hard to be the person I wish I had. You know, and that's when I, I love speaking to people who've had different experiences with than me because I, there was never a time in my life that I ever looked at, at somebody in the music industry and I wasn't and I ever thought to myself, I can't be that person because I fucking always saw myself represented in a certain way. You know what I mean? Like I'm a fucking white dude. We we always have been able to see ourselves. And right yeah. now to watch the fact that other people who don't look like me can finally start to see themselves in people who are working in the fields they want to work in. That's a fucking magical thing. And, yeah. and to me, like it's never anything I ever fucking thought about. I don't, I guess I didn't have to. And it, it, it's so, it's like refreshing to like have to think about these kind of things. Now, some people aren't going to look at it that way. Cause it's, it's hard to look at it that way sometimes. But it is absolutely. But I will say this though. I think there's been this amazing. But like that, that's like the 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 advice you would give to a friend, right? Yeah. You tell them, no, you're right. You know, grovel. Yeah. No, you would tell them, yo, I see so many possibilities in you, and if you would just give yourself a millisecond of a chance, like I promise, it feels pretty fucking good. Like happy a, looks good on you. What's another thing? I, I, like when, when, as well as I do know you, I, I can't imagine you as like a self talking down to yourself kind of a person because you're so oh, fucking positive. oh yeah i mean it was it, you know and I, and I and i speak candidly about it now just because it is so important to just be be open and honest about you know yeah. uh, mental illness um and just just being, just being honest and aware for yourself just just for the best of yourself because i went through again like you know my teenage years were really hard um through college i was you know on lexapro um, and then just finally got, you know, started, started weaning off. I mean, I'm literally sitting in front of my happy lamp. That's like a vitamin D, <laughs> like, because I'm, I'm not outside as much. So just, so the fact is, you know, I I'm like this now because I've been through a lot, you yeah, know? You put, and it's, and you put the work in though, like, do, like even, the, even the self-acknowledgement that there is like, there might not be something right here is a such a fucking strong step because I have a lot of people in my family who who deal with mental illness and 
a lot of them haven't taken that acknowledgement to say like there might be a problem here. And I know how difficult that is because I've watched them. And anxiety with it. and depression, like not your fucking fault. No, you it's, know? A, so, it's chemicals. It's nothing you can do about literally, it. Literally, like be nice to yourself. That's all I learned. I was like, yo, Scar, you're never gonna be this, that, blah, but like be nice to yourself, you know? Like because you're putting in a whole lot of work, you know. There's not a person who meets you that doesn't love you instantaneously. And I want you to know that. Like, I don't, like, I don't know if I tell you this. Cause I tell you, I love you every time I see you. Cause I really, yes, do. <laughs> we do. We're like, love you. Love you. I love do. You. I, love you. Love you. But my thing is like, <laughs> it's inspiring to me to watch the fact that like, I couldn't even pick that out about you. And just to like, to learn that, like, these are the kind of things like podcast conversations are amazing for. Cause I didn't know that. Like that, that's, I learned that your first language was Spanish and that you're like just a badass motherfucker today. Not that I didn't know that. <laughs> So we're, we're going back on the topic of representation. And, yeah. and one thing that I've been very, like, just impressed with more than anything was the way that you guys have really hit the ground running. Not that it's ever been something you weren't hitting the ground running on, but the way that you have amplified voices. And it's a conversation we had just in the Black Lives Matter movement since everything's gone down in the past couple weeks with the death of George Floyd. Like, you guys have done such an incredible job at REC of really putting people in a position to be able to say what they need to say and really get the word out that needs to get out. Like, I just wanted to, like, I'm just very impressed with that. And to me, like, looking forward, are, are, you, are you surprised with the way that, you know, everybody's gotten on board with this? I mean, it, it's, it was just a no-brainer for us. I mean, this is, this is not, you know, a, a one-week campaign. Like, this is the community. Hell yes. That if it wasn't for Black culture, Black lives, Black art, Black in Philly, there would be no Rack Philly. The harem arms just stood up, yeah. Like it's it, it's just such like I get incredibly emotional thinking about it because this is this is so beyond capitalism or like getting keeping sponsors or whatever. It's about that. fucking lives, dude. Goddamn right. And if you can't stand for a friend, fuck a friend, for a stranger, yep. like, where is the empathy, where is the outrage, where is the contextual, historical, cultural understanding that we need to evolve as people, I mean, and, and I'm saying this, like, so just candidly, because, yeah, as you should, wreck is just an extension of how fucking pissed we are, um, and how we know of our privilege yeah. as a platform, you know, to Absolutely. amplify these voices, not to make a new voice and a, a voice and, our opinion over. Yep, no, that's, that's not the point. To amplify exactly. people who have already been screaming, who have already been doing the work. Um, that's why I was just so passionate to even make that, you know, PHL. And I mean, um, yeah, we, we, you know, we followed there. your guys' lead on that too in the conversation of, of it's not about starting new opinion it's about no. amplifying the voices who have already been in this and it, it's it, it that that to me was like i think a lot Anytime of people time it's to voice our opinion it's it's just to reiterate the importance of, of what we're what we're posting you know we canceled events we you know took took like mental rest like yeah. it was it was a lot you know i it was it was just jarring, you know, just just feeling that and being literally not physically with the people that you love. Um, we had this conversation. Uh, we had a, a friend of ours named DJ Move. He's a DJ in the city. We had him on, and we were talking about this. And and my question to him was kind of like, what do you think it was that was the 
the tipping point on this, because this has happened so many times. There's been so many times when you thought something was going to change and nothing happened. And he said his point right away was we had nothing to distract us. This was a perfect fucking storm in the perspective of we had to watch this man get murdered on TV and there was nothing to turn our heads away and distract us. Either it be whatever it was. It, it was all it was right there and we had to address it. it you had to fucking stare yourself in the face and say, holy shit, we, we need to fix this. Yeah. And, you know, I it's just like you can't you can't wish for something once it's already happened, you know, like yep. whatever it took to wake people up, to literally shake them down, whether it's literally lack of outside, lack of, you know, anything else happening, like- No sports, no no live events, nothing. If that's what it took to get all that energy, and A, just goes to show how scatterbrained we are as a society. Our our attention span is like three seconds. Me included. And like, this is me being pissed at myself, right? Like we all get to just be very- hold each other accountable for that yeah but just let it go it just had to happen you know 100%. and it's just like, i don't feel any type of way about anything that happened it had to happen well and the one the word you used in there was empathy right and empathy this is the first time that empathy for a lot of people who aren't in the black community turned into action and it was it was fucking amazing. I never thought I would see that many. Well, because you can be empathetic, but you can still be scared shitless to speak up or do something. I, listen, I, you well, know, part of our conversation with DJ Move was me saying, in my own life, like, and this once again is not to tell my story or whatever, but just to, a common thing I think happened was, I've always had extreme empathy for what's going on in that situation. It's always been a, the thing where I was like, this needs to change, but. I also have this this history of I have a lot of friends I grew up with who are police officers now or just family who are police officers. Like to me, it was like a like a holy shit. This is not about my fucking experience. This is about the fact that there's two experiences and that's fucking wrong. Like this needs to change. And it's like to watch so many people that light bulb go on in their heads and say, holy shit, it's time. It's pretty amazing. It was a removal of ego. It wasn't finally about like, oh, I have a black friend, you know, or I do this. It it was about yo, like regardless who, when, what, where. Like I understand justice, and I understand what it is to, you know, I have the mental capacity to understand when I'm not treating another human. Scar, the removal of ego here, was like know? the perfect way to put that. that no, like wake up. It's. But just to watch the way, realistically, that so many people have come together. It's been a fucking beautiful thing to see. It's the most American shit. And I want people to stay mad. It's just still happening. Breonna Taylor's <laughs> killers are still. And, and the more more like, anything, look how much has changed like in this small amount of time of focused energy. It's pretty. It's pretty amazing to see what can actually happen when we're not scatterbrained like that. When there's something to fucking focus on and get it done. And it's incredible. like, if anything, I need I need this burst, this surge of focus and energy to just kind of now that people are sitting with not their emotions, but kind of their actions. Yeah. Be like, how can I take this energy and just ration a little bit every day, right? Not these huge surges of emotion. And well, I mean, look at the I mean, like, look at the timeline already. Like so many people, you know, I'm, you don't see it as much anymore, and it almost scares me because it's really all- yeah. Because I mean. My timeline Poppingtons, but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, well, okay. So my my thing is like, I get worried about people who try, they try and do it as like an armchair activist in a way that they want to just do something something quickly. 
And, and you're like, I'm a good Catholic. I won't judge you, but I know you. Go to church, I go to church on Christmas Absolutely. and Easter. You know what I mean? So it's that situation. So, and I think with organizations like REC, especially, who are going to keep their foot on the gas, I think you, this is going to be an opportunity to make real change. I think that's fucking a beautiful thing. Look, and, and what's really awesome about that is that we're not even the ones doing it. We yeah. are just uh, literally kind of like, just like a pillar where it's like, yo, if you feel the same, hold on to this. And like, we're all just connected to one core cause. Like if, if and when rec changes things, you know, like it will be because there was such a voice and such a community behind, you know, a person, a movement. So that's what excites me, right? That's like your, that's your mission statement. Nerds, you know, like, that's your mission statement, though. It's not about you guys. It's about supplying empower, empower, exactly. supply, accessibility, affordability. Like, and so none of this surprises me that this is what you're doing because it's you guys it's are. Part, it's us. It's it is, <laughs> who it is we who are. You We're all are. Mad hell. <laughs> and when I say this, like this is part of what makes you special is the authenticity and there's never an off day for Scarlett because there's no fake shit with Scarlett. No. It's Scarlett. Is I don't have no tiempo para eso. <laughs> exactly. Do not see. Once again, I wish I spoke Spanish. Like I would just write. <laughs> <laughs> hey. We'll put the subtitles with like a bouncy ball. Yeah. The bouncy little ball, Dominican like, Republic fan. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of that, um, you still have family down there, correct? Yes. Yes. Have you I been in contact with everybody? Is everybody safe? Everybody good? Yeah, everybody's safe. I mean, it's it's uh, we don't use third world. We stay developing. It's a developing nation. It's a developing so, nation. But, but they've been taking good care of themselves. You know, good. masks. Um, getting their PPE when they can. It's just hard, you know, when when you know you barely have an infrastructure. You know great in like you know most of the towns to hold regular patients let alone covid it's and think it's about crazy. how how once again we use the word privilege but how privileged we are that you know we are in a situation where our hospitals are Dude, almost you, yeah i mean it's just one of the reasons why i'm so hungry i mean a i'm like hungry all the time but like literal like <laughs> thirst for life yeah because like i know what it's like to like literally pull up on a dirt road you know and like live you know, um, in, in, in infrastructure that's, you know, less than, <laughs> less than a lot less than we have here, you know, like I'm no, I'm just, I don't, I don't look down at it because it's a way of life. It's beautiful. It's, it's, of it's part of my life, but you know, it, it's a very big difference when I get back from DR and I'm like, Oh, I actually have like water control and it's not just cold or off. I'm, like I, that's it, you know, like, and that makes me so hungry because there's so many, of my family that'll never know or even understand that there's so much more of the world out there. And that yeah. just breaks my heart. Like I need to live for them. And that's just my every day. I was just going to say like the, like in that situation, you just need to be the best you, you can be. And it, it's going to bring joy it. to everybody. That's it. You know, like even, you know, I was talking to my friend, you know, it was, it was, it was father's day. She was, she was grieving the loss of her father. And I was like, the, the best thing that you could ever do to just like honor someone, whether like alive or dead is like live for them. Hell yeah. You know, like absolutely. At all times. And it's like, if you ever think you don't have a, like a purpose, you always do, you know, not saying that you're codependent on someone else of course. to live your life, but yeah. that, 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 that there's always like, kind of like that tether to your purpose and that it includes, you know, people that are blood, not blood. Hell yeah. How you doing? Scar, you're a fucking monster. I love you. <laughs> I really do. And so so we'll keep on the idea of authenticity as as we move towards the end of the interview. Please, no fake shit. We don't got now, time. What, no fake shit at all. Now, when I go into authenticity with Scarlett, 
I have to, I'm going to just name a couple bands because we're going to get into music now. A couple bands, a couple artists that I know get you have weird, a personal connection I can, to. I, I can get weird too. I'm going to name three that I just know you love. And I want your explanation as to like how this happened. Why do you love uh, them? Yes. Let number, me fangirl. I'm a professional fangirl. That's it. That's you what, are. You're really great at it. Thanks. So number one, and this was one of the things that brought us together because I didn't know that anybody else was into this band like I am, is Chromeo. How did, how did the Chromeo obsession happen? Okay. So it's MTV, right? Okay. And Pete Wentz had his show, FN MTV. It was a short-lived music show. It was like a, like, like a show that he hosted. Yeah. But the intro was Mama's Boy. Okay. So this was like during the My Life as Liz era. Like oh when my like God. yeah, oh yeah, baby. I'm Let's taking go. it back. But it just it just struck me because I was always really into like 80s shit. So yep. I loved Thompson Twins, Phil Collins, Genesis, Let's go. like, like Cynthia, like Mogi, like real little Susu like, Studio for you. Oh <laughs> like it just it just does things to me. My my record collection, maybe I'll I'll pick something out to show off in a little Please bit. Do. Um but I was really into that. So when I heard that and I was like, oh, this isn't like an old <laughs> 80s track. Like these are guys it's new now obsessed. And then I just fell down the Chromeo hole and it's been 10 years now. Dude, Chromeo. And, and to me, like I love Cynthia, just like Cynthia funk music. Like, I, I love like Mayor Hawthorne. We'll go into Tuxedo with Jake one and Mayor Hawthorne. I love, well, the second band I was going to bring up with was Jungle. I know you love uh- Oh, oh. <laughs> I was running today to Jungle, and I thought of you because I knew we were doing the interview. And I was like, "This sounds like the Philly sound. Like I'm talking Gamble and Huff, like old school shit meets England." Jungle is so hot. Oh like I cannot God. explain. Look, I I caught on to Jungle, and then South by of last year, I yeah. caught them at the at the Capital One house. I ran what? from Amplify Philly to the Capital One house, and then they came to Union Transfer a week Should've after I got me. back. In oh. in Z's. So I good. love Jungle. Obsessed. And like their music videos like are just what I imagine myself dancing. <laughs> like the video for Smile where it's like a one take of him going through oh, the yeah. crowd. Are you... <laughs> it's the fangirl coming out right no, now. Like, like I love shit that is so good it makes me mad. Like I want to leave that shit furious oh yeah furious uh, as, as a songwriter I'm, I'm someone who like if i hear a song that i really love i get mad that i didn't write it like there's some shit like that like i hear and I'm like, <laughs> that about steady i laughed very that's hard. what i said i said that about steady once again i'm an authentic human being i don't make shit up like, that is real shit like when i when i heard steady by max swan i was so fucking mad that vocal melody in the verse i was like fuck that kid i was like fuck that kid i love that song yo god Same. damn it <laughs> All right, so my last man I'm going to bring up, and you've, and you've dropped him a few times in here. When I told you we're going to make left turns, how did Fall Out Boy become, like, your your band? You mean my number one with a bullet? Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, dude, they were, they were the, okay, so it was fifth grade. I got it from under the cork tree as a secret santa in my class oh wow i had been listening to it with this with this kid oh i remember it michael albuquerque he had take this year grave burned on a cd and it was his bigger his older brothers so we would listen to it and then i was like that's what i want and then through a secret santa thing i got the new cd first of that whole phrase right there was the most like 2005 shit i ever heard my entire life we edited our myspace together like it was it was a lot i was like what fifth sixth grade i think i had grand theft autumn as 
as a as a MySpace song at uh, some point. Like people still play it at my birthday, like for funsies. Like that's, that's fucking that's banger. It. But it's the siren. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I just and it was again in the time of MySpace and like friendsarenemies.com and fueled by Roman wow. and all these bands were popping off. And Cobra Starship, Gym Class Heroes, the Academy. Paramore. First off, like, yo, Fuel by Ramen fucking came back. Popped. They came popped. back though, because they, they they signed fault or they signed out uh, Twenty One Pilots, and then that yes. turned into yes. like the second iteration of let, Fuel let by it Ramen. Be known that I was the street teamer for Philly for Fuel by Ramen in 2012, and no shit. the first posters for. <laughs> Take that credit. Take that fucking credit. They're 21 Pilots. If you like them, it's because of no, I'm kidding. Take your credit. All right, so let's go into, we do this with everybody. We do it earlier in the podcast with the band, but it's one of the first questions I ask people when I meet them. It's one of the first questions when I see my boys, when I see the band. It's what the fuck have you been listening to? So I wanted Woo-hoo! to go into, now these could be old songs, they could be new songs, just things you wanted to get into. What's your first song you're going to pick? Oh, dude. That has to like represent me doesn't even just we're in quarantine what the fuck have you been listening to it could be weird shit it could be old mixed um yes moses sumney has a new album out gray he's incredible but um i've specifically been listening to the cut me ep sweet um and then specifically specifically the song me in 20 years okay gorgeous beautiful astounding well see i like this because i learned shit because i haven't i haven't gotten that deep in but what we do do too, so after this, we'll share the link on our, we have a Spotify playlist of the shit we've been listening to. So I'll throw yes. all these on there as well. All right. So Moses Sumney's number and also one. also Max Swan. I've been listening to so much Max Swan. We'll I mean, we're going to put the whole Fisherman on there. So I got you. There you go. It's 26 you. minutes. And I'll be fine. <laughs> all right. What's your second one? Um, what else? Oh, baby. I'm going to throw it back. I've really been on like my Stevie kick. So yeah. um, all I do by Stevie Wonder. Great pick. I've been on a big Stevie kick as well, if it means anything. Yeah, it's the, it's the Hotter Than July album cover. Like, I wish I could get it, like, tattooed on my back. I like, get songs in the Key of Life tattooed on my forehead. I don't give a fuck. Oh, my God. Mean. The full. Just the circles. <laughs> I don't care. The thing is, the reason I went on a Stevie kick was we were in the studio two weeks ago finishing the record, and we were stacking horns. And, like, I don't know why what we were doing had nothing to do with Sir Duke. Stacking like, horns is also a very hot sentence. Tracking horns is one of the sexiest things I could possibly say. Amazing. Amazing. That's to, like, take the ribs off the grill. Or oh, like top five, yeah. Easy. Top two, and it's not number two, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. We're getting fucking sidetracked because our attention span sucks. What's yeah. your third one? My, oh God, my third one. It could be anything. Like, what have you been, this isn't even like a thought. They like, just blurred out shit you've been listening to. Um, I, Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny is like my, my Spanish, my, my Spanish so, kid. he's from Puerto Rico, right? Yes. So are you into reggaeton? Like, is that a big thing for you? Like, do we call Absolutely. that reggaeton? Absolutely. Did you not see the PTSD that just went off of my <laughs> eyes? Yeah. So, I mean, your girl had a quinceañera, like, perreo is a way of life. Like, yeah. it's how Caribbean people say hello. Like, okay. people, like, shake hands like we shake butts. Right. And just, like, yeah, that, that's how we that's how we speak. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, growing up, Teo Calderon, Ivy Queen, Daddy Yankee, like, that was, like, all just a part of it. Like, and Bro, it still and I, very much is. I know how important, like, I've always known the importance of Daddy Yankee to just the the Puerto Rican people and people in in the South society, Latin America. Yes, Yo, we wouldn't I know. have gasolina. Like you're welcome. <laughs> that shit. First of all, that shit penetrated white America. That's <laughs> fucking incredible. Like being a fucking goofy chubby kid from Northeast Daddy, Philly and knowing penetrating white America. <laughs> just make I, that the next. I can't wait to album. narrate it. We're gonna be on VH1 at like 1 a.m. 
fucking that's all I've ever wanted. Um, but who, so all right, so for people listening who aren't into reggaeton, they're in, they're getting into Bad Bunny because the dude's one of the big. Him and fucking uh, Jay Balvin are two of the biggest yeah, artists absolutely. in the world. Who else would you suggest like diving into? Because I like even for me, like I'm only familiar with the two biggest artists. Like who else would you dive into? I mean, yeah, there's Osuna. Osuna. Is I know Osuna. Um, I mean, I'm just. <sighs> For the most part, like in Dominican Republic, there's a really famous, like, it's kind of like dance hall in Jamaica. Like we have Dimbo. Okay. And like Dimbo is like, you know, just kind of like your street, like, like Caribbean, Brazil, Bailet Funk, like type beats and stuff. So um, no artists in particular, but if you were to look up like the genre that like reggaeton and like hip hop have kind of morphed into, like definitely look up Dimbo. Um, But yeah, like I was saying, like the the original like like lady of reggaeton is, you know, Evie Queen and like she's very much still prominent today. So um, that that's a great start, Don Omar. Um, And then if you're trying to get into like pop, like boys like menudo like, <laughs> you're you're everything they have this like one hit song called eh, obsession and like that's like what if if like a dominican woman is in like in a five mile radius of she's it com- like, she's finding like a, where that music's coming a from bad signal it's a bad <laughs> signal we are immediately there and we join it's like white people when you play bon jovi at oh a bar God, late at night yeah, or, don't stop no, believing. I, you know what? I, I've seen it more with Mr. Brightside now. Like, I've seen, yeah. Fuck it, let's go. You see, like, the song isn't even, like, you literally just thought about the song and literally just destroyed yourself. It makes me so fucking mad that, <laughs> like, Angry. we're over here with these, like, cool-ass, like, like, songs that I don't know that you're like, if I hear this song, I come running. My, my fucking example is a white dude. I'm like, yeah, dude, Bon Jovi, or <laughs> don't stop believing. Like, we need cooler shit. Like, like all right, so for me, like, if y'all could have made Walk This Way happen, and y'all did it. First off, Walk <laughs> This Way still did happen. Fucking Aerosmith is awesome. But uh, it's funny. We were talking about um, Mr. Brightside the other day on the podcast last week, and Ken said that song will be the dad rock See, you anthem. you just proved my point. <laughs> that song will be the dad rock anthem. Because he was like, what is yeah. dad rock for, like, our generation? Oh, I, fuck. Dude, Brendan Flowers are Jimmy Buffett? No, dude, fucking Fall Out Boy <laughs> will be the dad rock of the next generation. Dude, I don't think enough guys like Fall Out Boy. No, they started to admit it later. <laughs> like, they did. Because I had from under the court tree, I've never had a, a single problem admitting what I like. I've never been like, oh, I'm not into that shit. I, I remember that. All I know are teeny bopper girls like me. Yeah, what, I remember in high school, I had to straight up argue with someone, almost throw hands to defend John Mayer. I was like, I don't give a fuck. I fuck with John Mayer. Like, oh yeah, no, you you definitely look like you would also fight over like a hoagie. So like, I don't. I'm, so yo, I'm oh, gonna give me the, give me the record collection real quick, just to show you how much I love Fall Out Boy. This is a wow anniversary with a signed laminate. Yeah, you're a real one, dude. Right, like right <laughs> off my bed. It's it's bad. Oh my god, Scarlett! I can't tell you. First of this go as well as you thought it would go. Of course. It I'm did. talking to one of my favorite people. What's what's the haps, y'all? Well, you know, like I make I make people make a promise. You have to come on for round two. Yes. Of course, we're gonna have you as like a like regular uh, contributor here. Like I'm you're sure. like let me contribute. Like Stephen Colbert like Stephen Colbert on the old school daily show. I dig it. I dig anything Stephen Colbert. I'm me too. I fucking love Stephen Colbert. A gem. He's the man. I was sad when he ended his show on Comedy Central because I fucking love the Colbert Report so much. Yeah. And I well, I love the fact that John Baptiste is his band. That's fucking yes. outstanding. That's yes, so good. 
I mean, dude, the late night guys are starting to really get it because I don't know how the hell Jimmy found it. Must be money. So many but Philly like, heads in that too. Right? What the fuck? What? Yeah. I mean, every look. I'm gonna say it with my entire chest. Anybody can fight me. I'm at Scarlett Estelle on all social media. You don't uh, want these problems. Every, 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 every touring band from Chromeo to the Roots, obviously, all Philly dogs. Like they, like you're wild and if you don't think you're looking at SNL's like SNL stage and like those aren't from Philly. Like no, this is the amazing thing. People like don't give us the credit to because here's the problem I think too. A lot of people I mean it's just it, easier to build, you know, than to go to LA or fucking New York. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Hold on. I gotta edit that out. <laughs> Somebody's moving the wall out front. I don't give a fuck whether or not I had to go to LA or New York or Nashville. I made myself a promise five years ago. I'm not doing that shit. I will find a way to do it from here. Cause this is where I'm from. This is what I dude. We talk about this. Like when you walk into a room with you, I know who the fuck you are. If you walk into a room with me, you know, I'm from here. You know, I fucking love it. I bleed this place and I don't give a yes. fuck. And You're I, walking Sixers Jersey. Yes. Oh, I was going to wear a Sixers Jersey tonight too. But dude, I, I felt it in my heart. I was almost going to wear my um, Thaddeus young one. You know what? My first memory of you is actually, you in a in a um uh Beverly Hills high school jersey rocking the Will Smith from Fresh Prince jersey. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. That was one of my first memories of you, to be completely honest. That's that's what I wear every time I see Jazzy Jeff. It's it's been around. Do you know, I'm before we wrap up, I was just actually thinking about this before we came on. There's been so many moments in our career leading up to where we're going now that you have been there for. Like you were at Firefly. You interviewed us after we came off the coffee stage at Firefly. Um, we, were, were, we, rode the, we rode the struggle bus all the way down the dirt road. Got to do it. But you were, we all fucking hard. partied in Austin. You guys threw our party at South by, which was one I of was, my- I was front row screaming as per usual. I hope that no matter what happens, you're there as well. And I mean, I, I, there's nothing else I would ever want in my life. Side stage, baby. Just get me there. I'm there. I'm just going to put you <laughs> on the stage, actually. Scarlett, I love you. This has been fa- fucking fantastic. I love you. I love you, too. So um, as soon as I can see you in person, I can't wait to do that. We're going to do round two soon. Anything you want to say before we end this? Be nice to each other, please. <laughs> That's all I have for you. You know, like it's. This is the first time nice. we've ever ended an interview with singing, and I'm really glad that it happened. You're, you're, you're welcome. No. Um, <laughs> No, but really, y'all, like, we're all going through some shit. We are. Be nice to yourself. Be nice to each other. Pick one nice thing to do a day to somebody else or to yourself consensually. <laughs> um, but mostly, yeah, just just, just be excellent. And do the be best. excellent yeah, to you're each doing, other. You're doing great. That's what doing I want to say. You're doing great, sweetie. You're doing great. I love you. Love you. Good night. Great job. Peace out, bro.